podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 104 David's Weird Podcast. Shit, what's happening? People out of the world, yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah. Sound like one of those, uh, one of those, those mumble rappers that about these days, yeah. My name is, uh, my, my name's Lil Shit. Little, little shit finger, oh shit, little shit finger on the mic, that's what's up, motherfucker, yeah, little shit finger in the house, I call myself little shit finger, cause when I was in the projects, I couldn't afford toilet roll, so I only used the cheap stuff, put my finger in my ass, got a cover in shit, hence my name, little shit finger, yeah, that's right, little shit finger, in the place to be, I got cheap toilet roll and got my finger out my ass, yo, that's right. Little shit finger. And then obviously little shit finger. Nowadays he's got loads of money and raps about it. I ain't got that cheap toilet roll no more. I got that credit shit. I don't use cheap roll. No finger in my hole. Little shit finger is no more. <laughs> That's what's all about. I got purple hair and writing on my face. Cause I do crack. Yeah, yeah, I'm on drugs. Little shit finger got a drawing on the face. Something really, really deep and meaningful like. Hey, I born to do this shit. That's right, uh. Living day to day with drug addiction. That's my affliction. Little shit finger. Yeah, that's right. Weird start that, wasn't it? Um, I've been in America, and maybe hence that's why I'm inspired by, by mumble rap now. Oh no, shit, shit, shit. Not that guy. The big white guy. A big cracker Elliot. Shit, shit, little shit finger. Smell my finger, boy. Stinks. Um, but yeah, I've been away in New York for a few days and I'm back. Um, hence, first and foremost, why the Weird Podcast is late. I mean, I said I would put it out on Tuesday, but guess what? I lied, boy. Um, it's going to come out on Wednesday. Literally, now it is Wednesday. It's Wednesday afternoon. I'm just recording it because, hey, listen, i got to get it out there. You guys need the podcast. I need to get it out there. I need to tell people about my trip. I need to let let you, let you y'all know what's going on, baby. Shit. Little shit finger. Um, but yeah, I'm here, I'm back, and I'm feeling, and I'm feeling good. I know, again, I, 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 had a, I, was, I, was, I was told off by my wife. She goes, see, when you do your podcast, you moan a lot about your health. I'm like, yeah, because I'm unwell. I'm a hypochondriac. But I just want to check in because I know all you guys want to know how I'm doing. I'm feeling much better. The sore throat's away. Listen. <laughs> I can sing beautifully once again i'm feeling really good and hey i'm, I'm back from new york and I'm, and I'm on a diet i'm on an imposed diet imposed by myself on myself because hey let's what let's what let's what let's what let's what laugh little land talk about that shit right on your face crack in your mouth that's right light up a little teaspoon put the drug in and um, yeah, losing a run of myself. I've been drinking green tea. Maybe it's making me feel feel weird talk like that. But um, yeah, I had a I was away in New York for my anniversary. Well, shocker, being married a year. Well done, me patting the back. Can't actually reach that far because my arms are short. Um, but yeah, it's it was great. I thought for a bit of crack, I would t- a bit of crack. I would take uh, Catherine away to New York for our anniversary because we've been in New York before together. Had a really nice time there, and just thought, you know what. You only married a year once. Yeah, no one's. I'm gonna have to stop doing that, bloody little shit finger. Um, if anyone out there can do Photoshop, make me into a character, little shit finger, and make an album cover for me, please. Oh, I'm purple hands so on, written on my face. Yeah. Um, and then I'll stop doing that. But no, we went there for the first 
uh, anniversary. And again, that, that was my present to her. You know, I thought, listen, we love it there. We need a wee break away away from a child. So we'll go to New York. Do a wee bit of the more maybe the more niche things, the more the things that are maybe not the top tourist attractions. Because hey, listen, we've both been in New York a few times. We've done all the all the classics. You know, we've gone to uh, the Statue of Liberty, gone to the Nine Eleven Museum, done the uh, Empire State Building, top of the Rock, all that sort of touristy stuff that you think about when you go to New York. So we thought this time we'll maybe do things a wee bit more. You know, like like culture. You know, we'll maybe do things. Again, what Catherine said to me was like, we were quite hipster in that holiday, weren't we? And I'm going to say, yeah, we were. You know, we focused on the more, um, you know, more like going around to cool places, having coffees, having some nice food. You know, maybe going to see places that we haven't been before. You know, there's a lot of, a lot of the weird um, universe getting in touch with me there to say, hey, listen, go to these places, check these places out. And, and I did, it went to a few of them, so I did, and it was good, you know, it was at a really nice time, the first day we got there, um, we were staying just off Times Square, which the hotel room we had, I don't know how we did it, maybe they know who I am, they must be like, oh fuck, Dave Elliott's staying, we'll give him a suite, so I had a big hotel room looking out onto the Chrysler building, very sexy, good for an anniversary, if you know what I mean. Right, so that was really sweet. We got in, and I think it was about seven at night. We got in, so we flew into Newark Airport, got the train. That's the best way to do it. If anyone's going to New York out there, we tip. Don't fly to JFK. Too much hassle. Go to New York, hop on the wee, the the train, breaks into Penn Station, bang in the middle of New York, and just make your way about. Simple enough. Use the subways, the undergrounds, uptown, downtown. Simple for a guy like me, uh, a mentally inept individual. If I can master it, you guys. Can master it. So we went there, got in, thought, right, what can we do first night? Do we go somewhere nice for dinner? What do we do? So I thought, hey, listen, let's go in and around the East Village. That's where the comedy cellar is. Ulterior motive. You know, a big man wants to go and see some comedy. Now, I have a bit of beef with him, right? I was trying to get uh, reserve tickets to the Friday night show for a month. But their website's real shit. Anytime I, I tried to book, the whole screen just went white and just cancelled everything they'd done. So... You know, I thought, hey, listen, I'll use my social media influence here. I'll message them on Instagram and Facebook, which I did. Didn't get any response. So that was like, all right, fine. Now, before you think, listen, I'm going over there on holidays. I want to watch comedy. I don't want to do stand-up. I don't want to be like, please, can I have a spot? Listen, the big man's relaxing. I don't. You don't want to do work on weekends, do you? So I don't want to work on them on my holidays. So I thought, right, listen, I'll go there. Rang them and said, look. I see now your website saying a show sold out. I've been trying to get here for weeks. Can you just let two people in? Because hey, listen, I run a comedy club myself, as you know, Pug Uglies. And if somebody was on having their anniversary and needed to get in, wanted to hook up or something, got in touch, hey, I'd be sound and I'd let them in. The comedy seller, nah, fuck those guys. So anyway, they were like, right, you can come down and queue, and if anyone cancels their ticket, you can get in. And I thought, sweet, that sounds all right. Well, maybe do that, put our names down. And they're like, yeah, you need to come an hour and a half before it opens. I'm like, nah, not on the first night. You know, only have three nights. So I went round, and had a wee look anyway. And there was like 20 people in the queue, and I thought, I'm not going to wait at all. And look, listen, Big Davey doesn't queue, right? I don't like queuing. I don't like standing on my feet more than I need to. 
didn't like that idea. Got there and there was a bouncer and he was taking names and I was just like, you know what? I'm not here on, on one of my three nights standing in a queue for a few hours and I go, no way, no Siri Bob, ain't happening. So we went to uh, a nice place for dinner. I, I had probably the nicest pizza I've ever had in my life and we, a wee glass of beer, which was craft beer, didn't like that, but uh, enjoyed it anyway and just thought, yeah, fuck it, I'm not going to the comedy cellar. So we went, had a nice dinner, explored the place a bit, went to a nice bakery after dinner and had, had a, a couple of s'mores which I'm told are like buns with marshmallows on them that are melted. They are very tasty. I felt literally my heart clogging up as I ate it, but hey, I enjoyed it. Then I went back to the hotel room and got a wee nap because, listen, it was a long day, a lot of travelling. We went out of Dublin into New York. Tired people. Tired people. So we went to sleep, and that was night one over. Now, that was fine. Didn't matter. It was like, listen, by the end, I was like, like, I don't even want to see stand-up, you know. I'm taking a break. I'm starting my tour this week. I, I, I can have a wee break from stand-up, you know. I don't have to see it. I know Catherine, my wife, is not a fan of stand-up, which is weird, you know, because she is married to to a maestro, a maestro, a maestro of stand-up, you know. You'd think she'd enjoy it. It was through stand-up that she met me, so you'd think she'd be grateful. Nah, doesn't like it. So I didn't mind. I was like, listen... Doesn't matter, we don't go. That's fair enough. So we're lying in bed the next morning after the Comedy Cellar. I just happened to be on Instagram. I see the Comedy Cellar's Instagram. Didn't Dave Chappelle only drop in to do a set? Mm-hmm. Fuck that. Fuck my life. Why'd I miss that? But hey, it is what it is. You know, maybe that's a sign that, hey, I should have waited in, in, in the queue. You know, maybe that's what, what that tells me. I should have just waited and had patience. But hey... I was tired, and I actually think, in all honesty, if I had got in, I probably would have fallen asleep. Because, listen, you know me, I'm a tired boy. I'm a sleepy sausage. I need my bed. And I had a big day planned for the next day, you know. I didn't want to just be getting up all sleepy and jet-lagged and all. So we got up the next day, and we thought, right, we're here again to do some more exploring. We need to go to places we haven't been before. So... We were recommended to take a, wa- a water taxi, which is kind of like, a, it's, a, it's a boat. It's not like some sort of special Power Ranger type taxi that can just <laughs> like morph itself. Like, uh, you know, is it anyone's no Transformers? <laughs> not a Power Ranger, but Power Rangers, see, they also live under, you, you get me. But, um, <laughs> and then it just didn't morph into the water and take, I thought it might have been one of those, you know, things with wheels. Like, we chug along and then just pop. But it was just a boat painted yellow, like a taxi. They got me. So we went down there and just basically got a bit of a tour about the about the the, the bay. You know, we saw things like all, all the skyline and the Statue of Liberty on the wee boat, which was nice. But ultimately, it took us to, to down to Brooklyn. You know, haven't been over the Brooklyn Bridge before. So we decided, look, we're going to walk the Brooklyn Bridge. But there's a nice wee area. Um underneath the Brooklyn Bridge called Dumbo, which I think stands for Down Under Manhattan, Brooklyn or something, Overpass or something like that. But Dumbo, that's what it stands for. And apparently it was a pretty cool place to go. Lots of nice bars, eateries, things like that. We got down. First thing I noticed was a timeout market. Near shit myself. Love the timeout market. Last time I was in a timeout market was whenever I was in Lisbon. I'm a stag, went there, had lots of drinks, had lots of eats. You say that? Good time. So when I saw this time in market in New York, I, I think uh, that was possibly the most excited I've ever been in my whole entire life. I was buzzing. 
went in there, had a look about. Now, by this stage, we, we'd been in New York for a few hours. We'd been out the night before. We'd seen the price of things. And I'll tell you what, not cheap. I don't know whether that's got anything to do with the impending Brexit or maybe Donald Trump being president. I don't know. But what I did notice about New York, it is dear as shit. Like, to put that into context, I got two cocktails. So I got, in fact, I'm a liar. I got a cocktail in this sky bar that we went to, right? I got a cocktail because, hey, that's the kind of guy I am. I'm loose, right? I had a cocktail. Catherine had what was not a cocktail. It was a cranberry and vodka, right? $48 for those two. And I was like, hmm? So $48 for two drinks. One was basically a cartoned cranberry juice with just basic vodka in it. And that was $48, which I think works out to be something like 43 quid. So it wasn't good. Like, I remember, I remember back in my day, I used to go to New York. When I went to New York the first time, maybe about, let me say, four years ago, um, I was going out to these outlets, buying all kinds of stuff, thinking I'm stealing it because it was so cheap. Whereas now, it's just dear as fuck. I can believe it. So we were down in Dumbo. That was a good spot. Pretty expensive. You know, we, we got a few cocktails down there in a bar. Let me see what it was called. Because, again, being an old guy, I took a... A, a, a note I, I, um, I took a note of some of the places that I went and recommended so I went to the place um, called Sugarcane the bar underneath the, the Brooklyn Bridge had a very tasty cocktail in there now I did drink other things just before you think I'm some lavish guy going about complaining of the price of things and I'm drinking cocktails every bar we did basically a bar crawl on the, on the Saturday which was our anniversary by the way thanks for all the cards that I got I got none bastards mm. but it was a great time and um, the sugar cane had a nice cocktail there. Time at market, we went to Bout, um, had some bizarrely cookie dough in a, I thought it was ice cream, let's be honest. I thought, oh, this looks like a nice ice cream parlour, and it was cookie dough. I was very startled when I put the first um, scoop into my mouth because it was not freezing. I was like, is it, what, what is this? This this dark art that I'm dealing with here. And to be fair, it was pleasant. Not as nice as ice cream. You all know I'm an ice cream guy. I love ice cream. Wasn't too keen on that. But hey, it was a good time. Had a nice scoot about the, the time in market. They have a nice bar on the fourth floor, which looks very sexily over the skyline in Brooklyn Bridge. Very nice for an anniversary. Now, what was weird about that, right, was that... The people beside us were from Northern Ireland. So I was like, travel halfway across the world and still here in the background. I so was fucking there as fucking there on the eye. Jesus Christ. What I get for me just getting a fucking ball of harp and all. And it was it was it was bizarre. You know, it was nice nice to hear a friendly, familiar voice, but also of all the places in the world. Right beside us. But it was just great. Went there and then we walked to Brooklyn Bridge, which I've never done before. You know, that's kind of a touristy thing, but the head down, walk over, it was really nice, got a really nice view, lots of steps. Then we went to Chinatown, which, I mean, listen, I did I did crime, okay? I, did, I, I admitted I did a crime. I bought some gear off um, a street seller, which you're not supposed to do. And say I bought some gear, Catherine bought some gear, handbags, you know? i tell you what. Those guys, you and you know, I talk about the Chinese a lot in the weird podcast. You know, the Chinese guys and the American guys are the two weirdest guys from my experience that I've come across on this podcast. Most of the weird stories involve 
Americans or Chinese people. It just seems to be the way of it. So imagine coming across Chinese people in America. There's going to be some bizarreness, right? So we're walking in. Catherine's like, listen, you get bags of people here. They come and they sell you in the street. Just go with it. And I'm thinking, listen, I don't want to commit a crime here. But, you know, you're telling me I have to. So being a whip guy, I'm thought, listen, I'll have to. I'll have to just get in trouble. So we walked in, in the Chinatown. And you notice it became very China Chinese. Very, it became very China when you saw, um, like, the, the wee red lanterns and the, la- the lamps. A lot more Chinese culture. Again, as you know, I'm a, I'm a multilingual guy. I respect all races, all creeds, all traditions. I speak Chinese. Again, I don't speak Cantonese. I speak Mandarin. But, I mean, let's not split hairs. So, we had it in, and Catherine just kept walking, following a Google map to nowhere. And I was like, what the... F- you're, you're, taking, you're leaving, like, the Chinese writing started changing. It started turning back into English. And I was like, listen, this is not where we want to be. You know, and then all of a sudden this woman just pops out and she's like, <laughs> this one pops out of nowhere and just goes, Catherine, like I do you? And I went, oh, well, what, what are you doing here? And she, again, I was going to do an accent. I thought against it, but she did say, like I do you? And then uh, just points down to this, like, to be fair, right, this is an old Chinese woman. She's not dressed, she's not fashionable. She is dressed, that'd be weird. She's wearing like a pair of like cotton tracksuit bottoms. These like weird, you know the you know the shoes that people make that are kinda like, hey, we're cool. It's kinda like in between a shoe and a trainer. You know, it's a shainer. Ah. You know, and you're like, nah, never wear those. <coughs> never wear those ever. You know, you whenever you become an adult, you should be able to only wear shoes with laces, not straps. Okay, she's wearing that. She'd like she had a, a bum bag on, or as the Americans say, a fanny pack. And she was wearing it normally, like how you should wear a bum bag, not like these wee fruits now. They wear it across her arms and her chest. Like, you should not be too skinny, whereby you can wear a bum bag around you diagonally. You should not be that skinny. Get to the gym, do lap pull-downs, do bench presses. You know, don't be wearing bum bags over your shoulder. You know, unless, of course, your bum is up there. You know, if you want to wear it, or your, your fanny. If you have a fanny in your chest or a bum in your back, by all means, wear a bum bag fanny pack. But don't, if you don't, you know, if, you, if your a-hole is where it should be and your punani is where it should be, wear the fanny pack down there, right? She's wearing one of those and she had a gilet, you know, a nice wee sleeveless number on and just a long sleeve t-shirt. It wasn't swagged out, but then you point down and she's got this really fabulous handbag, you know, like straight from the catwalks of a Milan. And she's wearing this with, a, to be fair, an absolutely banging watch. You know, this bitch has got her timepiece on point, right? So she comes, she pops out of nowhere, like a D. And Catherine goes, oh. And she goes, right, mon. Mon with me, nah, right? And Catherine goes, all right. So we ended up following this woman. She took us about two, three blocks away. It was great. I Because uh, I knew I was committing a crime. I said to Catherine, listen, let's keep at all times two metres back from her, okay? Just in case the NYPD come and lift us and then I'm not getting home. The weirdos aren't getting their podcast. We're in trouble, right? Let's let's hang back. She goes, all right. So the woman's walking along. Every every so often she'll look back and kind of drag us towards us, towards her with, with her eyes. You know, just kind of, come on, come on then, fuck's sake. And then after a couple of, of blocks, she met, bumped into this other Chinese woman and then she goes, right, you take him. And then the, the woman goes, you're not going to beg, are you? 
Heather goes, oh, and she goes, right, Mon, well. And then she headed a few blocks away to another Chinese woman. She goes, are oh, you the one looking at Beg? Are you? Are? And Catherine goes, yeah. He goes, right, Mon, round a corner here. Went round another corner. Then there's this old Chinese guy, and he goes, want to see this, do you? And I was like, I don't, I don't know what, what it is you're trying to show me here. And um, thankfully, it, it wasn't a penis. It was just like, it looked like a big A2 uh, laminated page. It looked like it was taken from the Argos of handbags. He goes, what about that there, eh? And Catherine's flicking through it, and she's looking at the bags, going, oh, they're, they're quite nice. And then she's like, right, I want this, and I want this. And the guy goes, I might more fuck's sake, round the corner. And he goes, um, and you meet this other guy who was the most swagged out of them all. I feel like it was like a, a Japanese, or racist, it was like a Chinese like Mario game, you know, you're getting through each levels, each point you meet a boss, and then at this point you meet the ultimate boss. This guy looked like he could yo-yo with both hands simultaneously. You know, he had that kind of look about him. He had a Gucci hat on, he had shades on, he had a leather jacket, he had those sort of tracksuit bottoms that are kind of like like baggy at the top but really tight around the legs, and he had a pair of Yeezys on. And the guy was wearing four watches. Now, I don't know if being Chinese you have some ability to, to, to read different times better I don't know I don't know enough about it to say but hey I'm going to say this player you only needed one you only needed one timepiece that time but this guy was the bad guy he was like right okay and he stood there and he, he goes right starts clicking his finger out of nowhere another little Chinese boy arrives with these two big bags and then the bags are the bags that we're looking so bags on bags right and this guy obviously goes what do you think that do you? Oh, I like it. And we're like, yeah. And he goes, he's like, say, how, mu- how much for the both of them? And he's like, fuck's sake, $300 or whatever. And then we both looked at each other and was like, mate, fuck off, right? You're having a joke. You know, last time we were there, um, we were told that the handbags were like $70. This time, they're fucking 300 Fuck that. So we saw both the bags. To be fair, it looked very good bags. He tried to set one of them on fire to prove it was a good bag. I was like, I don't do that. You know, I get you're trying to say it's good quality. Don't set it on fire. You know, that, you know, if we're going to buy something for you, don't light it. You know, don't don't be an arsonist before we take it. You know, stop. And then we're like, look, he goes 300 And we said, no, I don't have 300 And he's like, right, fuck's sake. Fuck's sake. How much do you have? We're like... Uh, 100 120 or whatever and no lies 110 I think we had right and he goes that's all we have and I said aye that's all we have and then he goes right fuck's sake take it for 110 you dicks so we were thinking we've got him now to mug myself off I actually had way more money than that obviously we're talking about the baller of the century here never ever referred to myself as that never would a title be less suited to a guy but anyway we're, we're, we're working it right so I get out the money, hand him 120, which I've already told him 110 is the most I have. And then he goes to me, I'll give you change. And I'm like, thank you. I thought he's going to go, oh, it's more than he fucking could have. I'll take that. But no, the guy went, he just looked at me and was like, I know you're a fucking chance in me, dickhead. Fine, take it. And off I went. Feeling very bad. So NYPD, if there's a warrant out for me, come and get me. You know, I'm in Belfast. Get yourselves on Skyscanner. Come on over. I'm willing to do... I've done the crime. I'm willing now to do the time. All right, I'm sorry. I wish I hadn't done it. To be fair, it's a lovely bag, but 
at the same point, you know, not having it, right? So the night anniversary, we ended up um, going for a bit of a, a walk in around Chinatown, made our way back um, the Times Square direction to the hotel, got ourselves showered and changed, headed out. Now, I recruited, researched a few bars to go and look at. My man, Matthew Mernon, had recommended this bar to me, at a boy, which is owned by a couple of, of uh, local lads from Belfast, no less. Um, and I said, right, okay, since they're local, I'll try and... I'll, I'll fire them an email and say, look, it's the anniversary, can can we get a a table for two? No, I didn't realise it was a fucking secretive bar, did I? Didn't tell me that. Mernon, did you, mate? Nah, so I headed um, down there. Tr- took me ages finding it, then it's just a wee side door. And then there's a pe- crowd of people outside it. Now, here's the thing about Americans. They're either the nicest people in the world or the rudest bastards. There's no middle ground. You know, like over here, we'll stand in a queue. You know, we'll respect the queue. We'll say thank you for things. Americans, not so much. Ignorant, right? Stand in this queue and then somebody comes out the door and this like little fuck just walks in front of me. And I was like, no, I'm not having that. And he walks up to the front of the guy, and the guy who came out of this bar, attaboy, he looked like Jim Gum, Buffalo Bill from The Science of the Lambs. Weird white guy with, like, balding, balding blonde hair tied in a ponytail. He's wearing a PlayStation logo, t- like, shirt, like a shirt with loads of PlayStation logos on it. And he's got this weird, like, red suit jacket on. And he comes out, and he's like, good evening. And we're like, all right, this guy's weird. And he goes, how many people? And the people in front of me were like, oh, two. And he goes, okay. And they were like, oh, thank fuck. And then they went. Turns out those guys have been waiting in this place two hours, right? So then it comes to us. How many? And I went, two. And he went, there's about 20 people ahead of you. You have to wait and come back in two hours. Now, here's what I'm saying. Nah, fuck that. You know me, I don't like trends. I don't like the things that are stylish. I don't like queuing for shit. So I went, tell you what, out of boy, out of boy, and fuck off, right? I'm out of here. I'm not coming back to this shithole. And I peeked through the window. It was a thin bar. I'm thinking to myself, listen, do the owners from Belfast know it's me? You know, if they know it's me, they're bringing me in, giving me the VIP treatment, hooking your boy up with cocktails. These fuckers wanted me to queue, not having it. Turns out there's 20 people ahead of the twos to get in. And then the group behind us, so that wee fucking rude bastard, 16 ahead of him. I was loving that. But then he decided, oh, cool, we'll just wait. Nah, fuck that, wasting your life. Time is the most precious commodity in this world. Fuck diamonds, you know. Fuck money. Time is the one thing. You you can have all the money in the world, but you can't buy time. So I said, fuck that, I'm anniversary, I'm not a game queuing. And I went somewhere else. Turns out the next day... Dave Chappelle was an attaboy drinking. Not, that's a lie. But I thought, you know what, fuck it, we'll head to another bar. And um, we did. We headed on to a bar closer to this restaurant we are going to for dinner, um, which was lovely. It was down a wee alleyway down Freeman's Lane. The restaurant was called, very uh, inventively, Freeman's. And it was really nice. We just had a great food in there, a nice anniversary meal. Very romantic. As the Germans say, romantic. But on the way there, we stopped at another bar. I think it was like one mile in or something it was called. But it was fine. Went in there. Had a brandy and Coke. Catherine had a cranberry and vodka. Cost probably about $30, $35 this time. 
So, I mean, I'm thinking, hey, fuck, bargain, nice spot. But while we're there, we're just sitting minding our own business. It's quite quiet in there. Two of us are at the bar by ourselves, just enjoying each other's company, having a nice romantic date, right? And then we notice this group of Americans, right? Now, I say these guys, I didn't think stereotypes were such stereotypes. You know, I didn't think that, like, you know, the all-American, white America was so accurate, you know, this group of people, you could literally, if you close your eyes now and imagine what these people are like, they're just stereotypical rich white Americans, like at some birthday party, they were all sort of in their, I want to say 30s and 40s and 50s maybe, it was. It turns out it was a birthday party, right, there's this woman just dancing and just shouting, I think it was the song was Rapper's Delight in her mate's face, and then he was shouting it back. And like, really, like, gross, just in each other's face, screaming, making a scene of themselves. I'm going, oh, no. Then the woman sort of looks across our direction, and I could feel her looking at me. I'm going, she's probably looking at an autograph, but ignore her. And then Catherine's like, she looking at me? Yeah, and he could tell she wanted to say something, and I'm going, oh no, and, and then we just try to not, not look at her, and try to ignore her, and then this woman comes over, she's like, hey, you tell, and we went, hi, how are you, and she goes, my name's Sarah, and I just wanted to say that you two are really cute, and I was like, oh, that's, that's nice you to say, she goes, you look like a couple, and I'm sort of thinking, that's offensive to Catherine for sure, you look like each other, bastard and we're like oh, alright okay and then she kept talking and talking she's like I've got children I've got triplets and another child I don't even like that other child that much I don't get to let my hair down very often so I'm probably being annoying but I don't even care I don't care and we're like alright okay sweet and then her friend came over and she's like do you guys want a shot and we're like no we're sweet we're just having a casual casual drink here and they're like boring and then the two of them got a shot at Jameson. And we're, and to be fair, Catherine's like, she took out like an absolute champion. But she did, just, ah, down the hatchet, no, no nothing, just, I love it, ah. And then she just disappeared off, screaming other songs in other people's faces. Probably dropping the N-word a lot, I'd imagine. She's the sort of type that would just say, it's the lyrics, I don't care. I don't fucking care. And then after that, her husband came over and he was like, I just want to quickly apologize. Sorry about that. My wife, she's had a couple of drinks. She sometimes gets a little bit, you know, I apologize. And we're like, all right, no worries, man. This guy now is in a in a bar. Turns out out for his friend's birthday party. Legitimately wearing a pair of cargo shorts, trainers, like a, a polo shirt with an orange gilet and a baseball cap on. Now, listen, I respect that. That's my kind of jam. Thinking, fair play. Albeit he's drinking craft beer. Not for me. But what was sweet, Catherine goes, what's this craft beer in? He's got a beer cooler in his hand. And you know what it says in the beer cooler? God bless America. Wow. Fucking guys love it. The all-American guys. They just are having such a time. And then he was chatting to us about, obviously, he's like, hey, over there is still the troubles. What's the politics like over there? Yeah. He's able to go to the shop and stuff. We're like, yeah, man, it's kind of good right now. You know, it's probably going to go back to that. But hey, for now, it's decent. I didn't want to tell him why we're there. He's like, so what, what you over here for? I didn't want to be like anniversary. Because then he'd be like, oh, guys, it's their anniversary. You know, didn't want to tell that. Didn't want to say what I did. Didn't just wanted to try and get rid of them as quick as I could. Then he goes um, to his mate. He goes, 
This is my mate Ricky. And his mate Ricky gets pulled over this guy, early 50s, wearing jeans, suit jacket, baseball cap, of course he is. He pulls his mate Ricky over and the guy Ricky goes, Whoa, Ricky Souter in the house. Ricky fucking Souter. We're like, oh no. And he goes, hey Ricky, these guys, they're Irish. And Ricky goes, I'm Irish too. And I'm going, oh no. This is just, this is a stereotype. And it's just like, oh no. So then Ricky, to be fair, was blitzed. Tried to put a bottle of beer in his mouth. Couldn't get it there. Was just like, you know, somebody very naively trying to suck a dick. It was, it's coming towards him at all angles. He's unsure, but eventually he got the lips around it. And then turns out Ricky's like dating a, a 20-year-old babe. You know, so he was more interested in that. Major respect to Ricky. Ricky Souter! Um, but it was just so, so stereotypical. And I, when I said to Catherine, right, neck, neck that drink and let's get it let's get out of here you know just get out and go for dinner which we did and it was great but it was just so like you'd think i've just made that up as a stereotype but the full the full the full whack like clearly the guys love donald trump i got that vibe they were very very keen on donald um you know and it, it was strange for me, you know, but, but I, enjoyed, I enjoyed just having that stereotype and seeing that for real in real life. Um, but it was, it was funny, you know, and then we had a really nice romantic dinner. Again, by the time dinner was finished, both of us, we were like, we're going to go to Sky Bar. Now we were just fucked. So we just went to bed. And that's it. We again spent a lot of time walking about the place because again we knew the next day we were going to go shopping, get up in the morning, walk the High Line, which we did. Very enjoyable. Lots of nice photos there. And then we were going to like a cheese restaurant for dinner. Like one of the, again, we saw this place on, online. It's called Raclette. They like have big bits of cheese that they hate and just scrape the cheese on your dinner. Very nice. Went to the Sky Bar before that. Again, another nice date night. And then it was time to come home. And it was great. It was a really, really nice time spent there. Spent a lot of time eating and drinking, which, I mean, what what else is there to do? And a lot of walking. Tried to go shopping to buy stuff for Holly. Again, didn't want to have to remortgage the house. Didn't bother with that. But when I came home, straight on my favourite French website, Giacomo, to get myself some new gear. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to be suited out and ready to look sharp. Um, but tell you what I don't like. Real quick, about America is the public toilets. Now... Why is it the stalls are a metre? You know, the, the actual doors in toilets. Why are they a metre in length? Like, why is it when you're sitting doing a shit, people can look in and just see your full face and also your dick and balls? You know what I mean? If they want to look, if they, they're walking past to the urinal, they just look in and just see you sitting there cutting off a length. You know what I mean? If they need to drop the tie their, their shoelaces, they can look under and see your balls and dick. Hey, Americans, make toilet doors longer. You know, that's all I'm saying. Like, and also, they're thin, too. So you can see through the gap. So basically, you may as well just not have a door. You may as well just shit side by side with other guys looking at your dick and, and hearing your plops. You know, that's only a quick thing. Didn't want to go into that too much. I just found <coughs> that I wanted to discuss that and get it out of my chest. To be like, get it out of my chest, get it off my chest. Either way, I just wanted to see, is that weird? I think it's weird. The Americans are probably like, nah, this is how we do you know, also a lot of water in the toilets in America. Like, you can do a shit, wipe your ass, and get up to go to flush the toilet, and you can literally see your entire shit and the toilet roll separated. You know, I mean, sort your toilet game out, Americans. That's all I'm saying. Other than that, you've got it pretty pretty good, pretty much on lockdown. But other than that, nah, adjust it. But 
I'm back. I'm back, baby. And I'm getting ready to go on tour. I'm back from New York and my tour starts tomorrow. It starts on Thursday the 7th of November and I'm in Dublin. Listen, I don't. there's no ticket sales for this one, as in you can't buy tickets. I hope people are going rather than just a case of me saying um, no one's buying it. But you need to get down to the show and you need to like get... Um, Tickets at the door. You know, it's only one you can't buy tickets in Shine.net or the Museum of Comedy website. So just to keep anyone out there that's wanting to come to my shows on my tour, keep we eye for it. And if you see me posting stuff about it, share it. Help a brother out. You know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to make ends meet. You know, I'm doing the tour um, in Dublin on the 7th of November. I'm in Brickwork on the 17th of November. And I'm in Oma, I think the 14th of December. It's changed from the 7th because there's another night on the 7th. And Oma's not that big, whereby... You can draw big crowds to both. So, I mean, I don't want to take away from the other comedy night because I'll sell out and they probably won't. Um, and then I'm in Galway on the 13th of December and I'm finishing my, my wee travels on the 18th of December in the Museum of Comedy in London. And then I'm going to do a Belfast show again because it's been holiday. I've not got the date for that. I'm going to literally get in touch with Shine after this and say, listen, what dates can we do Belfast? Because I'm going to do the the tour show in Belfast. Again, anyone that's seen the last show in the Black Box will know it's a very sexy show. Anyone that's seen it before that, you'll think it's shit. Come again. It's worked on, it's sweet, it's tight, it's sexy. Mm, it's just like me when I was 13. Come and see it. Um, while I'm on the plug train, rate and review the podcast, please. I haven't had any new reviews in a while, and I like that. You know, I like it whenever people rate and review the podcast. Helps the podcast climb up the charts, helps it do well, helps me you know, support the family. And for those that are wanting to support a bit more, get on Patreon too, please. I'm, I've got the camera lined up. I'm just going to get it. I'm getting my camera. The podcast is going to be recorded soon. I need to get a backdrop, so I'm using the Patreon to do that. But listen, it, we're in a good place. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I appreciate it. Um, I like anyone that puts it on their Instagram stories, anyone that shares it on Twitter. Much appreciated because the more people that share the podcast, the more people can see the podcast and then the more we can put into it you know so by all means please do that and thanks to anyone that has speaking of that i just fire into my my, my listeners questions now and then that's going to be us on the way ladies and gentlemen um let me see ba 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 bit of beatles for you um there we are Again, old man, slow, uh, slow typing. Um, Phil McSee has said, Hola, Dave. Tuesday podcast is all right with me. Just means that Big Daddy D is busy and balling more than ever. Yeah, Phil, I appreciate that. It's not, it's not coming Tuesday, it's Wednesday. Hopefully, that's still okay for you. Much appreciated. My question is, which of the comedy squad would get the furthest on the chase total wipeout? and the Great British Bake Off, respectively. Um, <clears throat> you know what? I'm going to say the chase... I think it's between me and Karen Bartlett on the chase. I think we probably have the most random general knowledge. Um, total Wipeout would need to be the most athletic, so I'd probably say maybe Shane or even Colin on that, and Great British Bake Off. Um, I think Karen bakes... So probably Karen. Um and I mean if if my cheesecake's anything to go by, I'd probably do alright in that too. But I'm gonna say Woodsy because he does look like um as he says in the set, 
Sue Sue Perkins. So they might be like, oh, it's good to have Sue back. So they might put put him through. But I reckon, yeah, probably say, say me and Kieran for the, the chase, Colin or Shane for to wipe out, and me or and me, it's just me for them all, and Woodsy for for the Bake Off. Um, Nathan Concilia again, Nathan. I I, I reckon. I reckon I'm better at doing the Mafia voice now that I've been in New York for a few days. I'm not all this kind of you fucking wise guy. What the fuck are you talking about? I'm not like that anymore. I've kind of softened it. I can talk like this. You know, I can say, hey, my name's David. That's how we talk over there. Um, Papi, as somebody working a day job while trying to transition to working your passion full time, have you got any advice on how to stay focused on your long term dream? I hope to own my own bespoke eatery one day, but got to grind for a long time to get there. Cheers. Um... Yeah, man, what I would say to you is, listen, you need to, you, you need a plan, right? You need a plan of how to get to where you're going. What is it you want to do and how are you going to get there? A lot of people are like, I want to do this, I want to do that. And then you go, right, okay, well, how are you going to do that? And they go, oh, well, um, I didn't realize I had to, had, had to do that, you know? So I would say to you, is like, right, what is your goal? What type of of eatery do you want to open you know and how do you get there you know like say for me with doing comedy writing stand-up whatever i look and go right what i want to do and it's be a full-time comedian stand-up and writer i want to write for tv and i want to do stand-up that's what i would like to do you know obviously i've acted a bit in the last wee while too which i've really enjoyed so i'm open to do try more of that just general entertainment per se right how do I get there? It's like, right, work on my stand-up. Gig as much as I can. You know, write as much as I can. Make it good. Be open to to feedback as well. Constructive criticism. Do that and work on it to be as good as I can be that people can't just go, you know, don't make it a case of the, the, the shoe doesn't fit. Make them be like, I, I can't do without this shoe. So that's the plan. Um, in terms of other things, <clears throat> my... my um, day job I got offered permanent at that so that's um wheels in motion for me now that means if I if I accept that and I'm permanent I can take a career break and go back at the grade that I'm at so I'm not really risking as much you know doing that which is which is very exciting for me so now I need to now I need to just um knuckle down and work there for a bit and and do as well as I can at that and try and make you know, put my fingers in a few pies, so to speak, so that I can do that full time. That's the plan. But listen, what I'd say to you, my man, have your dream and work, actually physically write down how you're going to get there. Make a plan of what all you need to do for that and you'll be grand. Um, Jamie Harrison has literally just sent me a gif of a young boy crying. I assume that's because the weird podcast is going to be late. I'm sorry, I said it would be Tuesday, Jamie, and it's coming out on Wednesday. I feel terrible about that and hopefully you can forgive me. Hmm. Oh no, I hate it whenever I get a new follower and you're just about to read a read a question, don't you? Um let's see where we're at. Luke Gorman, I said, Bon dia, David. Hope New York is treating Papa Pump well. I've recently gotten back into Red Dead Redemption 2. Still haven't finished it, even though I've had it over a year. Have you finished yours and what have you been playing now that EA has slighted you? With how bad FIFA 20 has been for you. Um, see to be honest with you. I haven't completed Red Dead 2. I haven't had the time to actually do it. I'm doing other things. I play Red Dead now. It's kind of just a. As a wee bit of a, pa- a pastime. I play it as a. You know I play it as a. I mean. 
I, I can't think of words. I just as as a hobby, you know, PlayStation is my only hobby, really. You know, like uh, again, people are probably oh, stand ups. I I treat stand up as a job. You know, maybe that's back to Nathan's question. Treat what you want to do as professional as you can. So it's not really a hobby for me. If I again, if I wasn't, you know, earning from stand up, would I still, you know, go out on a rainy Monday night to I know Anna Skillen to do a gig if I wasn't paid for it nah but again I enjoy the writing process and I love doing stand up but for me I have more important things than stand up which is the family so I'd rather spend any free time with them so any hobby I really have is just Playstation now look I'm not totally sold on FIFA yet I I have hated it however I've amended a few of the controls on it so um, I'm not you know like again what was frustrating me was trying to switch man and trying to like pull a second man to help me defend that's all changed i've moved those buttons back the way i like them and it's a wee bit better now still not completely sold on it I haven't played fifa in about two weeks maybe when i get a bit of downtime this weekend i'll have a game or two but um i'm i'm gonna stick with fifa until i like it because it's been a while since i've completely gone off fifa but uh, you know i'm trying uh chris henning said oh lad dave hope you're all refreshed after your break to new york your wife has hit the jackpot with you, and I hope you tell her that every day. Uh, whoa, man, I mean, that's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. But my question this week is, who is a bigger snake rat weasel, Ben or Shane? Wouldn't trust either of them. Um, you know what? That's a reference to, Bo- to Dave Elliott's Boytown podcast, as you'll, you'll hear soon. Um, but, I mean, I think in recent times, Shane's probably a bigger snake rat weasel because... Ben's there week in week out producing the Boytown podcast where Shane kind of dips in and out a bit and I think he needs to maybe stop doing that as much you know and maybe treat Boytown with the respect it deserves especially because there's a live podcast on the 20th of November episode 150 of Boytown tickets are available on shine.net check that out as well Shane will be back for for that so I'm told um uh, Matt Rooney has asked if you could eat any celebrity in their entirety who would it be? Please have the top three answers broken down into categories categories for taste to get rid of them and to hide the evidence for fame from having eating said celebrity. Um, For taste, who do I think would be the nicest? Again, automatically as a pervert, I think of, of where, you know, clean bits and bobs. But, I mean, obviously I know you mean like butchering them. I mean, I think you would get good taste out of... Um, I was going to say Tyson Fury because I'm like looking for like someone with a bit of muscle but a bit of fat on them too so the meat tastes nice. The rock's too lean. You get good steak off the rock but it wouldn't be that tasty because he's too lean. You know, you want somebody that's big with a bit of a bit of body fat on them too to make that taste um, really, really good. Um, let me see, who's a sort of... You know, Kevin James. I go for Kevin James. Because he's the most closest build to myself. And he's got a bit of fat and a bit of muscle on him. I think he would taste really good. Again, I like Kevin James. So I wouldn't want to kill him. But I would, I would like to, to, to eat him. Um, to get rid of them. Who would I like to get rid of? Who do I really dislike? Um, It's hard to know. People that I really dislike. At the minute, we'll we'll go. Um, Martina Anderson, she's irritating. You'd eat her just for 
the sake of it. She's very um. Everyone always picked the DUP. They oh you're only Foster because she's blah blah. But I mean I don't think Sinn Fein get enough hate. I do, just for that I'll go for Martina Anderson because she likes to try to incite divide on people. So it ain't hard to get rid of her. Um and to get rid of them and hide the evidence. And for fame from having eaten said celebrity, who would I be famous for eating? Um, the Queen, maybe, you know, maybe, because she's just really, like, the figurehead, you know, and it'd be a, it's a weird way to go, just to be eaten. Um, you know, a lot of people probably say Piers Morgan would, would they enjoy to eat him. Um, but who would I eat for the fame? Maybe somebody that... I know Vladimir Putin. That's who I'd eat, because if you eat Putin, you're the... You're the most hardest guy in the world. You know what I mean? You're the hardest, most fearsome person in the world. If, if you eat Vlad Putin, you're, you know, Putin yourself, no pun, pun fully intended, to the top of the of the food chain, you know? So I'd eat Vladimir Putin. Um, there you go. Um, John Joe Flood um, has said, Davy Boy, Congrats on the wedding anniversary. Many happy returns to you and Mummy Bear. Question today is, did you get up to any weird antics in New York? Also a little bit of a weird community request. Um, listen, I'm going to say, John Joe, I've covered New York, the weirdness, from the, the Chinese hookup to the weird toilets. Um, but a bit of a weird community request. Hey, listen, it's an impromptu weird community call-out. Um, John Joe is doing Movember this year to raise awareness of mental health issues and hopefully raise a few quid for the Movember movement. He's also donating 20% of everything raised to local suicide prevention charity Pips in North Belfast. Now, I know Pips well. I've done gigs for them before and they're a, they're a great charity. Um, so fair play to you, John Joe. So could you give my Instagram a shout out or share, please? My Movember link is in my own bio. Thanks, Papa Bear. Also give him a shout out. So yes, go to John Joe Flood's Instagram to get a link to his Movember page. I mean, I mean, John, you're not helping yourself here with your your Instagram handle. It's JJFL00D. I think maybe going for John Joe Flood might get it there easier. But his Movember uh, link is there in the bio. It's mobro.com. Co, is it? Please tell me he's got this link right. Yeah, he has. Good man. Um, he's got some dough on that, trying to get 250 quid. Fair play to you, my man. Um, you know what? I'll put my money where my mouth is. I'll, I'll donate to your page. Um, because, hey, that's that's what I'm all about. Where are you at now? 170. Are you looking to get 250? I think you're getting there, my man. Well done, you know. Um, that's great, great work. I shall donate to that for sure. Um, but yeah, everyone else, follow my lead and, and support John Joe's Movember. It's for a great cause. Um, Scott Simpson has said, will you be dabbling in any bubbly pints slash, bu- any bubbly slash pints slash bubbly pints in Dublin or are you heading back up the road after? Um, unfortunately, my man, I'm heading straight up the road afterwards. Um so because I'm only back from a holidays, so I need to see my daughter a bit, you know, I've abandoned her the last few days, left her home alone, she had to kind of look after stuff herself, so um, I'm, I'm be up the road, but I'll hang about for a bit afterwards, you know, if you want to have a chat, get a photo, whatever, I'll be there, 
and I'll just be running out. That is, if there's a crowd. You know, if there's nobody there, I'll be scundered and I'll escape at the fire exit. But, I mean, hopefully there'll be people there and I'll, and I'll hang about. And hopefully, Scott, you'll be bringing people with you. Bring a full squad and we'll have a nice time. And the last question of the day is from Lindsay. And Lindsay has said, What weird advice do you live by, i.e. don't use kettles in hotels? Um, as people pee in them. Oh, whoa, that's actually new to me, Lindsay. Um, I didn't know that people peed in kettles in hotels. Again, I would be of the school of just boil it and I'll be grand. You know, boil off the pee, boil off the germs. You'd be all right. But, um, I mean, my main bit of advice now that I've, I started on the Boy Town podcast was that you get screwed over by instant coffee machines in, in garages you can fit a large coffee into a medium coffee. So if you want to do yourselves a favour, take a medium coffee cup and put a large in it, save yourself some coins. That's what I like to do. Um, I'll also never drink water out of a tap that's not a water tap. You know, I just don't like that. Like speaking of hotels, like whenever they leave you eat cups beside the sink that you clean your teeth with, what? No, absolutely not doing that. 100% no. And also, um, I'm trying to think what else I do. I'm normally quite, I think I'm a sensible guy. A lot of people would argue that I'm not, but, you know, I, I try to be as sensible as possible. Another thing, I always put £40 in my, in my petrol. You know, if I'm, if I'm needing petrol, I never like to let my, my petrol tank get down to a, to a warning light. You know, I like to keep that baby, baby ticking. And guys, hey, look, that's been a fun podcast. Sorry again that it was out late. But we got through it. We're there. We're at the other side. It's a, it's a wee bit longer than usual. Oh, said the actress to the bishop. So that's all for this week. So guys, yes, if you please could share the podcast on your Instagram stories, your Twitters. You know, just help get the word out there. That'll help share my wee tour and all that I did. Uh, that I did, that I'm doing, fuck's sake. And uh, that'd be great. But guys, thanks for listening. And I shall see you next week. Thanks for the questions. Subscribe to the podcast on SoundCloud and everywhere else. And rate and review it. And if you want, join Patreon. Guys, you're heroes. Thanks very much. I will see you next week.